Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope your cake's up. London with the beach, yeah, we go so in. Then we go with a friend, yeah, we both win. Hotel chillin', yeah, she's sweet. Got the pain and the koozie up in the suite. Take a pics with the side chain, oop, delete. I bet you wondering how I keep it all so neat. Yeah, back in the days, 14 years. Going all blood town, yes, no fears. Went on a vacay, yes, it was a teaser. Later found out she was going to a visa. Hi, everyone, and thank you guys. For returning. I don't know why I just said that, but here we are. It's another episode of Pump Heads, the series that's devoted to truly how this podcast began, which is covering the one and only Vanderpump Rules. And with me today is friend of the pod. I'm so excited to have her back and weigh in on this momentous season. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nomi Fry. Oh my God. It feels so good to be back. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so like a couple of years, the pleasure is mine. Yeah, this is, feels really historic. <laughs> it's a groundbreaking event. It's a whole new world out there. Like we've lived, we're now in a post-COVID universe, and yes. Vanderpump is like reflecting that back to us. Yes, like when um, I'm just gonna, you know, dip my toe in the this week's episode where please Lisa was, you know going to buy flowers inexplicably with like Schwartz and Sandoval and uh, they were talking about how expensive this particular bouquet of flowers was because of uh, COVID because of I don't know supply and demand issues or something and Lisa was outraged and I too you know was yeah it's this is this is what this is what we're living through right now and so it's it's very up to the moment I feel like we're all going through it together and someone and we've spoken about this Lara but um uh on Twitter uh there was this uh incredible tweet that made me really think stop and think that um Vanderpump has been with us through three administrations which is it's taken us from Obama to President <laughs> Trump and now to President Joseph Biden. And uh, it's th- that's I mean, it's it's, that's it's mind boggling. It's really yeah. mind boggling to think about it. And I think it speaks to how central it's been to our lives and how long we've been sort of living with this gang. That's so important to us. We've been with them since 2013, I think. 
I believe that's when the show aired, either 2013 or like late. So did it? So did it actually? Was the was the tweet? Uh, you know what? I didn't fact check it, but was the tweet? Did it start in the lame duck period? <laughs> like, did it? Was this I, like Obama lame duck? Like pre pre Trump inauguration, but Trump was already. No, it was. It's if it's no, it was. Oh no! What am I talking about? Solidly, it was solidly Obama year. It was like probably during like birther, like the initial or like the tail end of like the birther. So I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's fine. I was like, I'm so. I just assumed that you knew what you were talking about. No, I mean, I I really need to brush up on my But this past two years, I guess have like scrambled my brain so badly that now I'm like oh yeah Obama was just like (laughs) 20 (laughs) away to 2012 of course it was one term and then Trump and now we're in like 2018 right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I like where you went in that place, like a time travel I was like wait was it the rewriting of history No, they were they were staunchly beautiful yeah staunchly in like obama territory like god you know almost... what that's so right and i can't believe i made this mistake because in fact i feel like this is very like vanderpump is very post like 2008 financial crisis yeah. resurgence things are getting back to normal you know mm-hmm. west there's hollywood hope. there's hope there's hope yet there's hope second for... term you know we can sort of mm-hmm. forget about like the you know like the bush years we can forget about the the subprime mortgage crisis <laughs> and let's just party at at sir with the cheese yeah. balls and the and the dream still exists and the optimism existed i don't think anybody was really doubting i mean of course many people were doubting but of that type of subset like i don't think there was any question that the dream of liberalism was still alive whereas Mm -hmm. i feel like that's all kind of like it was merely a fantasy it was really a fantasy (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it has really it's done the entire like liberalism arc mm-hmm, mm-hmm, over the mm-hmm. course of the series. Mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. here we are and like Biden's Vanderpump rules is really is just a different era. It's a different era we're sort of like limping um towards Buffalo. <laughs> like it's 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 sort of like we're still we're running on fumes here. I would we say. are and it's yeah it's like it's we want it we want it to be good and we want it to be the right answer but I think also yeah. deep down we know that it will never be as good as it once was and we'll like never get the past right. back right we're just like accepting this because it's better than nothing yes or kind of better I did you were you into like the last two seasons or were you like a frustrated viewership or you mean with like Dana and like the the like Brett the two Bretts and like whatever the, the guy Bretts is that and... said the n-word who was who was like yeah max or brett or both of them you know it was Mm -hmm. it was you know what not my favorite season like in in a way i'm feeling 
more satisfied now that we're back to core group um, and chart plus Charlie. Yeah. I'm excited. You know? I think Charlie could bring, I feel like it's Charlie, good to have just want, one or I, two newbies. I want like, I want Charlie. Oh yeah. And Brock, of course, but Brock is like sort of Sheena adjacent. So it feels like family. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want Charlie to soar. I think she has what it takes. I know. I just want the them to. And I want, I was looking on her Instagram today and I saw her boyfriend and I feel like he would also be a good addition if they just let him come in. Okay. His name is like Brace or something. Did I make that up? Brace? That's probably. You no, know, I mean, I can wait. Let me quickly look. Um, now I'm going to look too. Um, because it's charlie burnett i think is i don't maybe i should just follow her okay it might be time to pull the trigger on the follow okay so okay so his name is Corey. (laughs) i don't know why why i thought his name was brace his name is Corey loftus brace ish look yeah I don't know. He has a full full torso tats, full arms. Um yeah, yeah I don't know if you're you're looking. Uh, I'm looking now and I'm really I'm into it. I think you're liking what you're seeing. You're liking I'm what liking you're what seeing. I'm seeing. I love when I love any sort of budding relationship that gets explored in this territory. So yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm all for it. And since they began, since they obviously, you know, seemingly began off camera because we're not seeing him on the show, um, I feel like there's potential to see of how like bringing him in would affect the relationship. I mean, not that they would necessarily break the fourth wall, but I I feel like it's, you know, um, it's like a ripe, it's a ripe field to to sort of explore. Um, Totally. Yeah, um, I miss their. I miss the lack of like single people on the show. You miss the lack of single people. You miss. The I single do. I just. You miss. I miss like. I miss just like the hookups. Kind of the craven horniness of. Oh yeah, me too. Like, me too. Like, but I feel like I, I guess no yeah. one was ever really single, but they weren't as seriously attached to each well, other. Well, they first of all, they didn't have children. Mm-hmm. obviously um second of all i mean i guess they were single for periods and there were yeah there there were like a lot of more ways to make mistakes when they weren't as like locked down so of course we had jacks it was the loose cannon and even when he was locked down would like just do whatever you know which yeah. was what was so wonderful about him it was just like vegas you know, all bets are off, like making love to Paige while a dying <laughs> woman, you know, in geriatric hospice, you know, yeah. lay in the same room, uh, you know, fighting for her last breath. You know, just, just like stuff like that was just so amazing. And that's the sort of thing that happens when you're, I mean, obviously that for jacks god bless him i mean who knows what he's it up to now c- continue forever continuing you know even though mm-hmm. he has a child and, and everything i hope not i hope not but who knows but for others yes i mean that's why Kristen was such an mvp 
in the earlier seasons because even when she was in relationships, I, I remember one time, I never forgot, it was like a horrible thing that made me kind of really quake was when Sandoval was, I feel like Kristen was dating um, James, DJ James Kennedy at the time. And Sandoval was like talking shit about her with like someone else. And, and he was like, well, you know, with Kristen, it's enough to tell her that she's pretty and the panties come off. Wow. Do you remember that? I am having like faint recollections of that. Yeah. And that and, is- and, you know, and that's the kind of character that really makes for reality gold because she's just, uh, you never know what she's going to do. And it's just these, like the, the ethics go out the window when desi- the, you know, sort of like desires come into play. And now I feel like the characters are more, of course, like kind of established. It's more the bickering dynamics of uh, couples and couple friends and and maybe, you know, talking shit about like how they are as parents, as we've seen with Brock. The last couple of episodes, the Brock and Lala showdown, which is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm into it. No, it's great. But it's also higher stakes that is like. I mean, there's children involved. Episode. Yeah. Like there's like little human lives. Yeah. Like now in the mix yeah and I was just kind of reeling from the revelations of this episode just thinking like this is a dark turn that I just never never expected or wanted yeah but it's also not shocking that certain people would find themselves in this situation sure. given what because we know things about happen in life show. and and you know and I, I mean and, and as people get older, obviously, it's like there's families, there's like previous relationships that might have produced children. Uh, there's moving away from Australia to, you know, to Los Angeles where the streets are paved with gold and, you know, and uh, you in search just, for a better life, and search for a better life for opportunities. There's like, you know, being behind on your on your child support payments what, what did Lisa call it? She used the British term. She said, like, uh, when you're on your. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, she, a, she it was some a really sort of, chic term. Yeah, she used, like, a chic British term for, like, you know, basically, like, uh, yeah, child support. Um, Alimony. Yeah, it was yeah. like, it was like your child arrears or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. something <laughs> I was like, like ooh, I like that. <laughs> what are your feelings about Lala? this season like I mean we'll talk about Lala and Rand and like all the drama that's happening off you know that's sort of happening in the present Mm -hmm. we can talk about that as well but like what what are your feelings about her role in like exposing Brock and his issues and like sort of her like inserting herself and being sort of holier than thou in relationship to Sheena and Brock's relationship I find Lala to be very watchable like I le- yeah. I enjoy watching her on TV I yeah. think because she is yeah, she like, makes just for great so television. beautiful yeah. yeah and she also you know will sit kind of say anything and I enjoy that she's stepping into like she's now playing like a crucial role on the yeah. show by bringing this information to light yeah I also think that she knows what she has to do to stay on the show mm-hmm. and it is to like mm-hmm metal with Sheena and Brock's relationship Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't find it to be 
100% genuine, just given the fact that she and Sheena fought and didn't speak for like the mm-hmm. past year or mm-hmm. so. And then so like now... her care for Sheena or like her professed care of like, yeah. I'm just worried about your child and like what this man might do to you and baby Ocean. Wait, mm-hmm. Ocean is Sheena's. No. Ocean, Sheena's Ocean a summer. is Lala. She lives, oh, right. Sheena's a summer. Sheena's a summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. It's very inches on the theme. Um, right. So yeah. So you don't. I find. I find just Lala's. I love. I love. As you say, I think she's crucial. Like I would, if she wasn't on the show, it would be a big loss for the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm a little affected by. I have a my friend Brett is a big uh very good friend of mine and a fan big fan of Vanderpump was flying to Miami I think I think it was Miami this was a few months ago and Lala and her mom and Rand's kids I think this was before she had the baby she was still pregnant were on Mm -hmm. the plane with them and he said huge. that Lala, it was huge. And he was like texting me from the plane. He was like, I can't believe it. Like I'm on the plane with Lala. Like this is really big. And he said that Lala was very sweet with the children. And so that made me kind of feel a certain way about her that I wouldn't necessarily, because I have to say on the show, and especially with this issue, she is so holier than thou, you know, about yeah. other people's issues and and in a way where it's like it's audacious because clearly like her record and the man she's as we're seeing now, I think yeah, the man she's engaged to similar. is like so dirty and it's like, you know, he left as what you know, the the whole thing is like it's not like it's it's not without its own like complications um and so just she's she always feels like i mean she's an egomaniac like it's crazy like she thinks she's like somehow better than everyone else yeah, i think which I is think insane the money and access to money has made her also feel like that yeah and yeah. then also like the respect that was earned from these people once once she had truly that access to money mm-hmm. and then they like by proxy had it, yes. it was like, like the PJ such a shift. Yeah. The PJ and like trips to Vegas yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. I think just also as her fashion and mm-hmm. injections get better, yes. that's like yes. how you really earn respect in this group sure. as well. Sure. Yeah. And it's really interesting. You know, I've it's, it's generally the rule in these shows in Bravo shows that, and we're seeing like kind of a parallel thing happen in Bev Hills, like on the housewives where like, you know, by which like you are, you earn often, you earn respect and you become like queen bee. Like usually when you have more money and more pe- social power, I mean, it happened with LVP, you know, like when she was like the queen bee of uh beverly hills for like eight seasons or something Mm -hmm. and now we're seeing it with kathy hilton who is clearly like richer than all of the other ladies and 
she's a guest, which makes her like more protected, or she's a friend of, which makes her more protected. But I think no one would dare like really fuck with Kathy. You know what I mean? And yeah. so because she carries that power, um, so it, it, she can't be. She has she has to be like number one in in some ways. And now with Erica, it's also interesting to see how you know she was so rich for so long, or seemingly at least, mm-hmm. and is has is now sort of like you know fighting to retain her power in the face of like the waning of her. Uh, status and and you know financial standing so it's uh it's it's that's an interesting thing to think about in these shows yeah Um, and if this breakup with Lala and Rand is real and mm -hmm. not just like a publicity ploy yeah then it would be really fascinating to see how that plays out yeah like what you'll get from him and um and what her dating life is gonna and her dating life yeah yeah, and where does she live and all that kind of like where do you go? Yeah. From Rand. I feel like she would probably be able to date another very successful man yeah. fairly easily, but But Rand yeah, seems also to be a particular kind of successful man. Like mm-hmm. he's not Rob Minkoff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, he certainly isn't. Yeah. He's like dirty, you know, like the mm-hmm. money is kind of dirty. I mean, I don't know. He's I like mean, a scrappy kind of scrappy. like Hollywood. He's probably like remember the whole Fofty situation with like the borrowed mm-hmm. money and like, you know, it's 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 like, yeah, like who funds him exactly? There's it always seems like maybe on the verge of all like Collapse. being a house of cards. You know, I mean, who knows? I don't really know, but but it's, it's all of these like crisis that played out on like social media. Uh, where he like remember when he had a heart he had to go to Cedars because like Foss, he oh yeah he remember he had, that like, I mean it was moment. all this is not yeah. this is no Rob Minkoff is what I'm trying no. to say <laughs> not a true not like an A list like a A list or even like B list Hollywood yeah. power player yeah which is not it's to say I would want to be married to Rob Minkoff you know that mm-hmm. seems like the most boring thing in the world. But um, but it seems solid, you know. It doesn't seem like a house of cards. Yeah, sandcastle. And I think Lala. There's something about even how they got together, where it's like he was, I think, cheating on his wife with Lala. Yeah, or there was, and he was like their sugar like daddy. You know, I yeah. mean, and gave her the range for her I think that she, she like managed to like parlay it into like an actual baby and like relationship. I guess good for her. I mean, I wouldn't want to be rid. <laughs> Nor would you no. want to be with me, surely. <laughs> what if me and Rand get together? What if you guys do get together? This is the moment that you guys have. You no, know, I think cute. this is. I I feel like I feel like this is. It might be time. I feel like for both of us, we've been through a variety of things in our life, and I feel like now, mm-hmm. you know, Rand and myself, maybe it's time to it's time to get together. I feel time like Rand is Jewish, to, yeah. maybe. So uh, that could fit because I too am he Jewish. Could- as he we all know, be, so you know, I mean, we know also that you want to, you love LA, so this would be yes, a great way. He could, he could give me the life I've always yearned for. Mm-hmm. Pretty and, soon, uh, you two could be having dinner in Palm Springs with yeah, with like who, who are they having the baby with, with the baby nurse? 
Oh, yeah. would the machine gun Killian Megan Fox? There you go. Yeah, and that would actually be good because I already interviewed Machine Gun Kelly for an hour one time, like a year ago. So we already so have that background. So it'll yeah. be like, oh, hi. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm with Rand now. Mm -hmm. I think you could also elevate his world somewhat because like he sure. does he does rub elbows at times with like surprisingly A-list people. Yeah, yeah, Scorsese, that's like the first person. And I feel like where some of those people might be repelled by Randall, I think they'd be very <laughs> interested in you and your perspective and like what you, how you elevate the conversation. So I see this like working out. It's like a mutually beneficial. Rand, I mean, if, you, if you're hearing this, <laughs> call me. You can also like, your Brock I feel like I'm really line. what you might need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Cut to like, a year from today, I'm like fully plastic surgery and like LA. You're playing pickleball. With I'm playing Raquel. pickleball <laughs> in uh, wherever it is they live. Where do they live? Do you think? Well, I mean, now Lala's moved out, but the thing I thought said Bel Air, which shocked Bel me. Bel Air, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I would have thought that it was like Hollywood Hills, but right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I could see them also like maybe being in like a very lavish spread in the valley that like mm -hmm. they might have bought from like say Chrishell. Yeah. You know. Maybe Lala will be I wonder if she like has the means to purchase real estate at this point or like right. what the deal is. Right. Yeah, I wonder if she's good good with money. Or if it's all just frittered away. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s and it's been an on and off thing sometimes i'm in it sometimes i'm not but i always feel better when i'm consistently going to therapy i think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it i agree 100 percent. i've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to ten years and a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a, a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. The person that I choose the most to believe is good with money is Sandoval. Like, I, I hang, I find myself like hanging on yeah. to the hope that Sandoval yeah. is just like a genius with money and that he's like <laughs> saved, he's saved for years. His like, he's like investing smartly Wisely. and like his, yeah. his endeavor, his endeavors are like paying off in droves. And like, yeah, I hope that he comes out of this with on like, top. yeah, super on top. Right. And I believe that he will. I really hope you're right. Because, you know, I'm he so lived worried. in an apartment that's such that shitty apartment, which I believe the rent was like $900 a month. Right. And they live like there like that. way beyond years. Yeah. Like 20 years. Yeah. So I feel like he could have just banked a ton of savings. I'm and really, then now I, I'm really hoping. Enjoy the fruits of his labor. I'm really hoping that's true. Well, in this episode, we learned that um, Schwartz's home equity loan was not approved. And Sandoval said, well, I can cover your end. No problem. Mm-hmm. He sounded very sure of move. himself. Yeah. So I, so maybe, you know. He's liquid. He's liquid. He's, he's liquid. Yeah. And um, he's able to do it even with the mortgage on the Valley Village home. They were very smart about taking their time and furnishing, you know, wisely. It wasn't a hodgepodge situation. So we've we've seen a few a few examples of them kind of not counting the chickens before they're hatched. Like, remember when like there was an interview with Jacks maybe like four years ago where he was like, I'm currently worth a hundred million dollars. Do you remember something like that? He said he could retire like tomorrow and yeah. be fine for the rest of his life. He said that in multiple interviews, but it did really stick with me. Yeah. Because I was like, there's absolutely no way. There's zero possibility. That. <laughs> he, truly. So such zero. He also has like an, a, like, huge tax lien against him (laughs) (laughs) yeah like which is not highly publicized information but it is like public record that I think even like Tracy Morrissey has discussed on her Instagram so I'm like I know that he's in a crushing amount of debt to the IRS (laughs) sorry that I'm laughing I'm not happy to hear this I'm concerned in fact but it's funny to me, like stacked up against his comments about like, I could tomorrow I could buy a private island, you know? Yeah. He was like, um, I could just move to floor. I'm and who knows? He, I think he even teased. He was like, who knows? Maybe I will just give it all up. And well, remember, that I would be fine. Remember the, the thing balls. where he was like, one of my favorite moments was when there was that fake plot point, like <laughs> two seasons ago, the social media. Yeah. The social media manager. <laughs> for a hockey team in Tampa 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like to Brittany, he was like, it's been my lifelong dream to be a social media manager to a hockey team. And she was like, even she who is, you know, often has played along was like, what are you talking about, Dax? <laughs> An incredible career pivot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to like what is assured to be like a 35 to 40K starting salary sure. job. <laughs> <laughs> To go from the life of a millionaire in his own mind to that. It's like, and I just am, I need to rewatch season six because that was the last truly great season of the Jax. show. Where, Wait, what was yeah, season where six? Jax, Remind me. Jax and Faith were Jax. exposed. Oh, good. Then good. Yeah, that Brittany, good. yeah, told, threatened to leave. She like ran oh, away to Adam? Did she date yeah. Adam? Or, or no, or maybe that, she flirted with him or something. But then he later didn't he later date Sheena? He did date Sheena, and she and Jackson, was like, "We're just good friends, but we're doing it." But yeah, we're just good and friends. she was like obsessed with him, but they yeah, they were also just friends. Like yeah, and that I think that's when Jax got the Tampa offer. I think <laughs> so. He it might was be. like yeah, it was a real come to Jesus like. It was like a really will they or won't they season. <laughs> and I just loved every second of it. <laughs> you know what I think about sometimes? And I like, I literally feel the pain in my heart that you feel when you're like, oh, remember when you were 16 and there was this guy you really liked. And like, then he suddenly kissed you and it was like surprising. You didn't expect it. And you were like, oh my God, I can't believe it. This is mutual. Okay. I feel that kind of feeling about season two, about like watching season two. Like yeah, when I think that was back the exact feeling. And I'm like, remember that we experienced this as a nation, as you know, it, it just thinking back on it, I I'm always almost swooning. It's like before the dream was broken. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Yeah. Like and just the un the slow uncovering of more and more information and yeah. then realizing like oh this whole thing was true and now yes. we're gonna see everyone realize it and we will know it and there will be an aftermath and like consequences from this it was like yeah cinematic and incredible absolutely mind-blowing and such a long like a good anticipatory build up to that moment because you had like all of season one and season two of like yeah. seeing these relationship dynamics at play and then just realizing how fraught they truly are and yeah. how and just like how you got a really good bird's eye view of everyone's morals in that friend group and what they are willing to do I know and the fact that it was all real too like none of it was contrived it all really truly happened and you could see how it was possible that it happened you could like envision like Jax and Kristen watching drive on the sofa as Sandoval like slept fitfully in the bedroom <laughs> I mean it's also real and that like shitty apartment yeah that later and just the frustration yeah. that they that Kristen must have been feeling in that moment and like they just and just like the animalistic urges that they both 
saw through it yeah. is really it's that to me is like documentary filmmaking yeah season one through season two yeah yeah and then like when remember that thing where like sandoval like reads out a let a letter why was it what was it he read they were in the at the beach sandoval for some reason was reading jacks a letter that he had written maybe and it was like halting he was like I'm sure we've discussed this before because it's it was such a key moment, but I'm trying to remember what it was where he was like, this is how it made me feel when I discovered like this whole thing with uh, Kristen and what happened. And it was that moment where Jax was like a total sociopath. Do you remember that? Where he was like, I yeah, feel nothing. I don't know. I don't think it was him. I don't know if he had a letter, but they con- they had a conversation at the beach or where yeah. Jax like before... I think either Sandoval arrived later or Jax arrived later and Jax was like, I don't have any regrets. Like, yeah, he was, blah, blah, and he blah. was like a real, it was a chilling moment where like mm-hmm. Sandoval was crying. Like, how could you do this to me? Dude, we were friends. And Jax was just like, you know, it was There's like that no... scene in like dangerous liaisons where John Malkovich is like, is like I couldn't have like what is that like I simply couldn't help myself or something where he he just like is like it was all a game oh my Mm -hmm. god what a moment like chills yeah absolute chills Mm -hmm. um wow okay so let's talk about this season yeah let's talk about this season I want to know I want to know where you stand on Raquel okay I love Raquel I think she's Mm -hmm. really sweet you know, as, as far as you can, as much as you can be genuine in this highly contrived situation of this, that the show has now become, I really think she wants the best for James. Like, I really do think she's like a kind of pretty shy, insecure girl who has somehow found her way into this situation and is kind of making the best of it. Um, and is kind of a little bit awkward in that role and I do feel bad for her for having to deal with the whole Lala thing like I very mm-hmm. much identify with Raquel in in that relationship like in that you know sort of her and Lala dynamic where she is being has been consistently menaced and bullied by Lala for the past like five years or however long it's the been. entire time she's known her yeah, yeah has she, been. he's been like she's been menacing her and there's really Lala is really a bully like that's another thing that I I don't like about her where she's just so um sh- yeah sure of herself I guess not always with reason like and yeah and Raquel is like what do you want from me you know, like it's not, it's not. And Raquel's very trusting. Yeah. yeah. She's like too, yeah. a little too trusting. And even in the moments where they're playing pickleball, yeah. I still feel like Lala uses opportunities. It's like she's making digs at Raquel, but Raquel doesn't know it. Yeah. Or Raquel is yeah. like, how can I even react to this? Because it's like mm-hmm. the thing with someone like Lala is really it's sort of like the mafia is like as soon as you start engaging you're locked in because she's like a chihuahua she'll like you know sort of lock into your neck you know and never (laughs) and will like sort of like thrash you around 
And so it's in a way better not to engage, but what do you do when you have to engage because you're on a reality show with this person or in a friend group, even if it wasn't filmed, just like you sort of have to get along with this menace, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've seen Lala like obviously vulnerable in moments, not this season, but in past moments where I've had like sympathy for her, you know, being like the sort of the sort of reject, you know, she's talked about like, being made fun of as a kid and whatever and I can see her bravado kind of covering up um the pain the pain and the insecurity that she must have felt and you know and becoming this sort of like you know essentially like this sort of like slutty Instagram type girl slash you know sugar baby because that's the only power that she had and you know sort of developing this like diva personality to mask that but um but still she can really be insufferable and Raquel is one example where that dynamic plays out of Mm -hmm. of her being a bully and so yeah definitely team Raquel that said I don't know really how much how far we can go with her in terms of like because she's reactive she's not um you know she's not active really in terms of like moving the the no, narrative yeah, forward so i sympathize with her sort of storyline yeah but yeah but i don't know what we can really do with her you know it's like um kill or be killed attitude on vanderpump rules and i feel like some people are the sacrificial lambs and then others are yeah. like the purveyors of pain or whatever and and i feel like raquel i think mostly with as... women too because if you think about mm-hmm. someone like a character like sandoval and like a, sorry like schwartz right who is weak-willed you know i mean famously weak-willed famously railroaded by his wife by his best friend you know everyone in his entire life i would argue yeah mm-hmm. and but he is a lovable character who doesn't he's like he's sort of like he's weak-willed but he's like he kind of goes with the flow like he's not really he's never um out of the group he's never bullied out of the group he might not have control over his own life but he's not but he's always one of the main players kind of I guess you could say even though he's passive but if you're a girl I feel like you can more easily be kind of cast out. You can more easily be like the sacrificial lamb. Absolutely. I think mm-hmm. every girl has like found on the show has found herself in that position mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. one point or another mm-hmm. and like less so. Yeah. The guys don't especially do that to each other. I guess they kind of did it to James a little bit. Like he, yeah. He kind of, I guess, flip-flops in both directions. Yeah. James has it with Lisa, I guess. Yeah, and I guess he did, they did have it with James where he was like a problematic character. I guess they kind of pushed him out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But he managed to, I don't know. I think with, with girls, there's always, I wonder if Lala will have like a humbling moment like Stassi did in like season after she came back from New York, Mm -hmm. she had that. And I feel like we've talked about this in the past. Like, you know, there was that arc where she was the first two seasons, like horrible. I mean, she was extremely watchable and like an amazing character, 
but she was a horrible bully and a horrible friend and person, you know, and then she left. And when she came back, she had to, she was a little bit fatter, you know, she was humbled. Um, and she had to sort of start from the ground up and be much nicer because she didn't, she couldn't be that queen bee anymore. And I wonder mm -hmm. if that will happen to Lala, for instance, you know? Yeah. Because now That's she's so question. like high and mighty. She's so high mm -hmm. and mighty. She's like, you know, she has supposed, she thinks she seems to have the moral high ground somehow over other characters. She's richer than the other characters. Um, she, She's yeah. always kind of been that, on that high and mighty path, she, though. She has, like, I feel like yeah. Stasi's the smartest thing she's done is to, like, repeatedly, I think, find herself in hot water or, like, mm -hmm. have these moments where she, like, burns it all down because now part of her narrative and branding is, like, learn like her navigating through various like learning experiences sure. yeah she's become and, much like, nicer and more relatable mm -hmm. the beginning if it's hard to remember right now i mean i'm sure you remember but the first two I seasons remember, yeah it was crazy was a scary person was I a scary was scary person who like mm -hmm. told everyone else what to do and they were like scurrying around her and like the whole thing with her birthday and like losing her shit constantly at her friends, the Jacks, like, um, and yeah, just like throwing fits um, because she was like, you know, the hottest, like one of the youngest. And I mean, she was like 23 or something, right? Yeah, she was the hottest and youngest one, but then also had, I think, like the oldest, hottest boyfriend at the right, time. So right. it was a real Ken and Barbie yeah. situation. Yeah. It's really a lesson how things change this mm -hmm. show. Isn't it interesting? But also how things stay the same. Because I feel like Sheena is essentially like yeah. the same person. And she's always, I think, been the sacrificial lamb of the show in a lot of ways. Where it's like she, like in the first season, she was the new girl working at Sir who had come from, I think, Villa Blanca and everyone yeah. hated Sheena. Totally. She was with Eddie. She had had that affair with Eddie. Right. Cibrian it was the backdoor like, pilot with Eddie Cibrian mm -hmm. and Brandy. Yeah. But she can't seem to learn. Like, I think her struggle in life and her like life journey, if you will, is like to learn how to have like a good romantic relationship. Yeah. I think and she like, wants too much and she is always trying to, which I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's relatable, I guess, like even just in life, not even just in romance, but just in general, like she's very hungry to appear. And Lisa said this, you know, on this most recent episode where it was like, she and always is trying to tell everyone that everything is perfect. She's trying to present, a certain way she really wanted the perfect one you know she married Shay she was like okay I'll, I'll like lock it down like with uh, Rob Valletta you know like Rob is so handy the, all of that and um, she's always trying to make it like everything is perfect but I think in fact if she would let go a little bit like I really 
actually I was talking to another friend of mine who is also much like myself a mother and she said I really actually like that Sheena um is you know she's let herself gain some weight like she it doesn't have to you know I'm sure it like bothers her or whatever you know because she's very highly vain and you know she's on tv and whatever it's like hard especially with Lala in the mix but like she had a baby and she gained some weight you know and Mm -hmm. she's still not back to hasn't quote-unquote bounced back to like pre-baby body um and I think that's actually very relatable you know yeah and the fact that she doesn't have like a baby nurse like what's her face and they don't have as much money and you know all, all all of that stuff she's more of like a regular person and I think yeah. that's actually kind of there's a power in that that it would actually be smart to capitalize on. But the, but the problem is, is that all of these people, I think it's it's yeah, it's the struggle. It's the struggle that all of us to a greater or lesser extent contend with nowadays of trying to present as if things are one way uh, when in fact they're not, uh, often not, you know, like mm-hmm. um and I think uh, there's probably a lot of pressure to totally to do that if you're on a show like this, obviously, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm saying the most <laughs> obvious thing in the world, like this is not a revelation in any way. No, but I, I agree with Sheena and I like seeing her more vulnerable mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. navigating because she's like in it with bra. I mean, like yeah. they're in it now, you know yeah. what I mean? There's no walking back the decisions that she's made over the time they've been together. Yeah. And I also want to believe that he is genuine in his like reaction and regret and like ownership of what he may or may not have done to cause this like restraining order or, um, his tears seem genuine, genuine. Like they do. um, Right. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, which it's is either... not to say that he hasn't done horrible things. I mean, who the hell knows what he's done? But it, it seems that he is um, struggling with whatever it is has happened and mm-hmm. and um, feels badly about the situation in which he has found himself that he has either caused or has been, you know, uh, again, we don't really know what the story is. I love also getting like thinking you're going to get the story that which this show started to default into is like you think you're going to get the information you need but then you somehow don't ever get the information that you need to like piece things together well I think at postseason two it was like there it leaves you with a lot more questions than answers yeah totally I mean I think also when things like flirt with uh, legal issues which obviously we've seen happen in Beverly Hills this season and SLC as well you know I mean that's yet to be seen uh and now with this thing with Brock where who knows exactly what happened in the court system of Australia (laughs) in Sydney I like Lala speaking with authority on a different continent i know it's like system. how do you yeah, that was an, like, an incredible I know, incredible moment um <laughs> it's it, it's there is that sort of like hail mary or there is that sort of like 
which is true, surely, like in some cases where it's like, I can't speak to that, you know, like in, in the reunion where because like or in general, like in her conversations with the other ladies, like I can't say this because this is under litigation, like this is an issue, but it, it is also quite convenient, you know, to sort of not be able to actually say, okay, yeah, I like beat my wife senseless. I mean, God forbid, or like, you know, what, what is it <laughs> yeah. that I did? what was the situation that caused this restraining order or like what is it with a custody arrangement with my kids or what is it you know what is happening it's like accountability without any accountability <laughs> it's like oh I can't speak to that <laughs> that's a that's a legal matter it's like okay yeah so we're kind of like I think sort the, of that the sort of like blind blind spot or something totally I think the best case scenario what I hope happens is that Brock's ex and kids move to Los Angeles incredible to appear on Vanderpump rules I mean that would be a happy ending for sure it would be like great like um like what was it Florida girl Vegas girl what was it when that was amazing when Kristen imported the Kristen flew the Miami girl girl. out yes to confront (laughs) yeah Sandoval incredible Mm -hmm. Kristen was such an MVP for so long. Like she was so such a boon to this show. Yeah. What do you think she's she doing now? As as a resident of Lara, as a resident of Los Angeles, can you give me some reports from the ground? I'll now that they're opening up and so on. Like, have you seen any of our friends out and about? Whether I've it- seen I've been to Tom Tom mm-hmm. a handful of times since mm-hmm. it reopened. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased to report that it's been great every time. Okay, um, Richardson seen, at least Richardson. I've seen Richardson. Yeah, mm-hmm. Richardson's been there. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa and Ken have been there when I was there. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Toms there, mm-hmm. but I got some intel on Kristen. I knew that she, because I was worried for her employment opportunities post firing. There's a friend who and saw then, her at a wedding. Like this was oh, maybe really? not the same friend, not my friend Brett. Another friend texted me and was like, I'm at a wedding. It's like someone from work's daughter. And Kristen is here. She's wearing a green dress. She's looking great. And she's with Love. her boyfriend. She mm-hmm. looks fine. And I was like, okay, this was maybe like, this was in the summer, like maybe in June. It seems like things are heating up with the boyfriend. They may or may not be moving in together. Mm-hmm. She's selling her house in that she bought in the Valley, mm-hmm. which is sad. The end of a, the end of that dream for her. Right. Right. I hope that her, I think her clothing line, James May is still a thing, mm-hmm. but maybe she's like, settling down mm-hmm. as one does what does the boyfriend do do we know i think he's a real estate developer oh good a real estate investor yeah i just I want think everybody to be well safe off. it's so mm-hmm. i'm so worried <laughs> i don't want Kristen. like i like the thought of her being like tethered just someone kind of that can hold her in place yes Yes. Like I don't want her like untreated mental illness like yes. roaming the streets of west no, hollywood no anymore. she no. really needs yeah I, I She's agree. grounding energy. Yeah. And I wish her I wish her truly the best. Yes. Because I think that she could she could have a rough go of it just based on her own like I her yeah. own yearning Impulses. to self-destruct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
No, and I, I relate to that. I like really totally. To it's her very instincts. relatable. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. relatable. It's like I'm definitely not. There's nothing like say in someone like Lala that I relate to, but no, someone like Kristen. I mean, my worst like impulses and you know thoughts. Like I'm like, yeah, this is like this could be me at my worst. Not me, me, but like I could. Yeah, she's like a version, a version of you in your own like mind's eye or something yes like yes or it's just like when things get yeah it's it's just like it's the dark it's the dark the dark elements mm. that I don't want to think you about you can't indulge the shadow you have to like explore the shadow and yeah. like from be a able safe to, distance yeah with a maybe like a mental health professional or something yes, perhaps. but I do feel sad that I don't get to like see her anymore on television because she was also just like great tv yeah she was great tv i you Um, know i do feel like i still want to watch the show you know mm -hmm. like i was afraid that it was going to be totally unwatchable like when it came back and uh i i was like oh okay i'll watch premiere of the season but it's probably going to be really disappointing then I watched it and I was like okay this is actually still I don't know if it's just because I'm holding on to like what was but I do feel like they still have some juice and there were certain things like in that first episode where like James and Max had that like interaction at Lisa's house I that felt so real and like full of tension. Yeah. I was like, okay, these people are still really fucked up. And there was also that weird thing where they had taken that energy pill before going to the, the gym. Workout energy pills. Yeah. And I'm which like, never got, we never got clear on what no, those were. We didn't get clarity. But also just the revelation that James because I thought I thought he had been totally sober no he's like, Cali sober he's Cali appears. sober and then I guess just smokes weed all the time and then we'll take like uncle maybe like an amphetamine every <laughs> once in a while for the <laughs> gym fault him for that for the gym but like that he's still unhinged and yeah throwing fits at Dan Tana's which I would pay hundreds of dollars to have been like a fellow diner at Dan Tana's the night that James and Max had a showdown. Remember like five years ago when we were at Sir and actually, you know what? In retrospect, I think this was when I was still working at the Times and I had written an article for the Times magazine about Vanderpump rules. And then Mm -hmm. we were at Sir, you came up to James who was DJing and you wanted him to come go to a James Kennedy DJ. Yeah. And you wanted him to come on, you were, you know, sort of talking to him. You wanted him to come on the pod and then you introduced James and myself and he kissed my hand very gallantly and you explained, (laughs) Oh, this is Nomi. She, she wrote an article about you for the New York Times magazine or about the show. And, you know, we exchanged a few words. And then the end, he said, nice to meet you. Keep writing about me for the New Yorker, darling. <laughs> and so he actually predicted me going to the New Yorker. This was like maybe a year before I moved, 
went from yes. the Times to the New Yorker. But he maybe even already more. Knew. Yeah, he intuited your path. My my journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I. Yeah, I just that just I just flash back on that. What a night! Wow, an incredible. Yeah, that was an incredible night of magic, yeah. magic meetings. Magic, it's sir. Okay, mm-hmm. so have you seen anyone else? Have you seen any of the other? What's going on with Stasi? And um, oh fuck, I forgot the name of her husband. I suddenly Bo. Oh, Bo. They have a podcast that's like just on Patreon. Mm-hmm. and I'm sure just like raking it in from mm-hmm. that I guess she is another she got another book deal so she's writing okay the basic bitch sur- survival guide to hitting rock bottom or something like that she's gonna oh, address wow. the cancellation oh wow um, yeah and like oh good reveal share her knowledge on how to get out of a public shaming incident I wonder who's writing all these books like that's really she definitely you know, has like a ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I would want to know that was like credited in the acknowledgments of mm-hmm. the last book. Um, mm-hmm. or like I couldn't have done it without blah blah blah's help. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but I will. I'll be reading the book. I'll have to get my hands on my hands on a copy like for free, but mm-hmm. it will happen. You know, yes. galleys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I should read it too. I feel like there's lessons to be gleaned. <laughs> um, I don't know. It feels good to be back, I have to say. Like, it feels it good that this is still in our lives. It provides, it really does provide a sense of continuity, which I think would be sorely missing if. It, it would have been canceled. Yeah. I don't think canceling it would have been the right move. I don't know. You know, like, you know, like that thing where like, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't feel like going to therapy. I have nothing to say. Like, should I stop going to therapy? But even if you're going through periods like that with therapy, where you don't feel like you really, it's like, for me, I've been continually in therapy for like, you know, decades and decades. Mm-hmm. And surely you know throughout that time there have been periods where it was more helpful or less helpful but the presence of it in my life is important to me no like no matter how much help it's giving me in any particular or how much it's changing it's just that that continuity of it is really important and I I think I feel the same thing about Vanderpump like it would freak me out too bad not to have it yeah it would be I think it would be a bad sign for yes. of the times if it was <laughs> exactly. Canceled. It's almost like an omen, like, it's and just like, gone. Yeah, it's almost like a symbolic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm holding on. I'm not like because I had a hard time in the last couple seasons where I was yeah. just like, the show feels so produced and contrived. It's like losing the fun yeah. of like watching it. Yeah. But then this season, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm like enjoying myself just fine. And I feel like yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning things. I feel like they're leaning into like a lot of trauma storylines. So it's yeah. from a trauma perspective, it's interesting to know 
like that Sandoval, for example, his one of his worst traumas is getting yelled at in Tom Tom <laughs> by Katie. I know. <laughs> but like Sandoval Charlie's really, worst traumas yeah, are like her childhood. It's like the childhood with the eating. Yeah, that transition yeah. was quite jarring from like mm-hmm. them doing the walk off by the pool in Palm Springs to Charlie like suddenly talking about like her childhood trauma around food and her parents and like possible child abuse yeah Yeah. and then like Raquel's trauma is like speaking in public yeah but to her boyfriend James whose trauma I'm sure we all know is like from his psychotic parents and their horrifically toxic relationship and Uh. his like dire upbringing oh it's so dark and so it's interesting to see everyone like navigating this and then also you have people like brock who might be like they're reckon they're like facing their own demons but then also causing a whole new generation of trauma (laughs) and like (laughs) and then sheena and then oh my god uh schwartz and katie with the abortion revelation. Oh, I know the abortion. Re- I was really on board with that. I have to say. I liked it too. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Interesting to know that your relationship has been completely dysfunctional from year one onwards. Right. But yeah. proud of you guys for just like being real about this. Yeah, situation. no, totally. Totally. Yeah. Abortions for everyone. My God. Like, can you imagine if yeah. they had, had that baby? No, like, no, what a no. disaster. Like, in an alternate reality, they had that baby and like would have never been able to be on Vanderpump Rules. Or we, like, I know, and, and there's such have an essential. That. I mean, no, we needed, we all needed this abortion like more than we all. <laughs> the knew. culture needed it. The culture craved it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was the right thing. Yeah, it was the right thing. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's why I'm pro choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, I'm, more team Katie this year than I've ever been. In my I like life, her. I yeah, say. I like her too. She seems quite. And I'm turning on Schwartz. You, you're, you, you're done. You can't anymore with his wishy washiness. Done with him. Yeah, man. Yeah, up. I just, I think he's not a man. I am having a hard time. Yeah, it's like, what are you, a man or a mouse? Mm-hmm. Like, get, get it together. Shit together. Stop drinking the drinks. Yeah. Like, get, like, stop, like, just get it together. Yeah, get it together. He's like Although I do think yeah. he'd be a really good I do think he'd be a good father. I, I agree. Simply I, from the fact like just because we know that he has not really been that good at anything else involving <laughs> like actual work. But I think like hanging out with kids he and loves caring to hang. about them. Yeah. Yeah. I think no, he'd be really good at that. He's very sweet. And we all know he, he has unexplored trauma with the weird like triplet triplets like that family has not been we have not heard the loss of that family and we don't know what went down there no like i yeah i also hope that katie and tom end up having triplets if they are (laughs) in fact like genetic i do hope that she becomes pregnant with triplets of her own (laughs) which would just be a whole new it would be like a real Element, yeah. situation. I know, like Tom and Kate. Like I've already thought of like tripling down with Tom and Katie. Like their <laughs> their spinoff opportunities oh. that are there. Do you think Stassi will come back three. with the with the uh, with the show? Like Jackson, Brittany, they're saying that they're going to go back to Kentucky and renovate an yeah. old house. 
That sounds like the most boring thing to me in the world. Well, I think it also was it was debunked as being like a completely untrue. Oh, really? Like rumor. Yeah. Because I was like, honestly, how? I watched their Kentucky show. Yeah. And it was just like miserable. Yeah. It not it was barely watchable. Like only from coming from a place of like being so obsessed with Vanderbump rules, could you ever find yourself in a situation committing to watch the six half hour episodes of Jackson Brittany take Kentucky? <laughs> but like I, I just I want how them to could have they... like a show about how they're taking like beer cheese global. Yeah, I want them to be like that explores all their business branding yeah. opportunities. <laughs> like the Just Add X, the Beer Cheese. There was like a chunky sweater, <laughs> chunky sweater line. line. Yeah. yeah, I'd love some, I, even like an apprentice style show <laughs> where maybe someone has to pitch them an idea that then they would invest in and they'd build that brand together. Like a certain I combination think. of apprentice and Shark Tank. Like mm-hmm. I'd honestly love to see Jax on Shark Tank. Like I think he would really be great. Yeah, you like know. coming with a, a beer cheese, yeah. which I keep waiting. I yeah, think like the market we- is asking for beer cheese. There's an opening I mean, in the I marketplace for beer cheese. Yeah, I would eat it. Like I got me- beer Mima's, cheese from Trader Mima's Joe's. Beer cheese. Yeah, and I, it didn't it didn't hit the way I imagined Mama's beer cheese probably <laughs> hits. <laughs> I would watch a show fall. I mean, I would watch a show following them. I already have. So what a, What else is there to lose? I know. What's there to lose? I wonder if Stassi could come back to Vanderpump Rule, like have yeah. another triumphant return. Like if she does win back, like the in the public eye, like sure. make a comeback. Yeah. I mean, the fandom, her fandom and fan base did not wane or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like she could, but I do feel like they have to find the sweet spot between because they were trying to be like a young, to bring that younger, horny generation and it didn't hit, you know, mm-hmm. just because the characters weren't good. And I think also with social media, like VPR was like right before social media really took off in like a huge way so yeah it was easier to find like it just wasn't it was easier to find people that could like be themselves or be a certain way on tv and then that younger generation seemed like more of an instagram generation yeah no that's so true well i'm hopeful i mean i'm hopeful like who knows what can happen You know, Mm -hmm. things change and people, you you know, I mean, I mean, we might all be surprised by like an amazing new character next season. Yeah. Or just like an amazing twist. Like there could be like a bomb dropped a la the like Jax and Kristen hookup. Like I know who even knows the time is coming for like another one of those. Like I feel like every few seasons one like something is detonated that like shakes us all to our very core so like if lala is now will now be single i wonder if we can get her as a sort of like as a sexy mom out on the town who's like you know bringing in 
some new blood, like maybe like a cougar situation. Mm-hmm. Where she's just all on her girls, like still all on the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Dating. I'd love to see Katie and Schwartz also separate. I've said this before, but I would love like any sort of storyline <laughs> where she finally is like kicks him yeah. to the curb and then she maybe she and Lala could like explore being single in your like late thirties. Oh, together. That would be, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I guess. Although I guess I would be happy for her if they had a baby just because they seem to be they're stuck together now. But yeah, but who knows? If they've suffered, it just is interesting how long they've chosen to suffer together. Yeah. For 10, right. basically 10 years now. So I guess like hats off. Well, he's so weak-willed. He'll never, he he'll never, never leave. leave her. He'll never yeah. leave her. He'll never leave her. And so maybe it would they, have to be her. Maybe they love each other. Like maybe I think they have some version of love. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. Oh, Schwartz. I mean, I've said this before, but he, except Rand, he's the only one I can see myself with. <laughs> <laughs> I like those are like two polar opposites. No, I know. Guys, Rand, not you're really a woman Rand. who contains multitudes. Yeah. No, but yeah. I mean, you know, Schwartz has that. Um, I don't know. He's like, I guess the most, I mean, not really, not really, but you know, kind of like, were I like in a Sophie's choice type situation, you know, had to be like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, you know, I would say that he's the most like Brit pop adjacent. Definitely. <laughs> so, you know, like he's the, he's, you know, like probably I would say, what about yourself? The men, the men on the show as it stands. I find Sandoval just increasingly more and more attractive. Like really? as the show goes on. Yeah. That's like, really interesting. Just, like more attractive. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of his like weird, like Adam Lambert, like cosplay, like weird Phantom of the Opera, like I think I take away I undress him with my eyes and take off all the clothes that would that would prohibit me from finding (laughs) him attractive and when you're when it's just like a naked Sandoval or just like an underwear Sandoval avatar it's like very very hot Mm -hmm. interesting okay I can Mm -hmm. see that I mean he's a handsome guy he's handsome I, I guess for me it's just hard to look past you yeah, know the outfit. I don't know if like we could have like a relationship relationship, but I think we could have fun like in the bedroom and not take it outside, <laughs> like not take it outside of the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Like you stay here. Oh yeah. yeah like I just, I'm going to do I'm whatever gonna you need to do. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to jam. I'm going to go, but text me and I'll see you later. Like you don't ever have to like confront like the pirate ruffly shirts or like sure, 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 sure. anything or they, if you like, do, they're really just on the moment. verge of like wearing an eye patch, mm-hmm. you know, and I like, love that for um, him, but I couldn't, yeah. uh, how, where do you go with that? Like I'm a pretty no. sensible lady at the end of the day. Like I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's really too much. I know that it's a hard it's a hard group now to find. And I think I, there is something very charming about Randall that I, I see the where the attraction, like I see right. the attraction to him. 
in the I sense think he's of a charismatic. Like, I mean, like, he'll take care of you. Yeah, he like may not be like. Thing? Yeah, he may not be like good to you. Like he might cheat on you, or he's like a dog at the end of the day. But like, when his when his attention is on you, you yes. feel like warmed by the sunlight of his. Oh, attention. I totally understand that. Yeah, yeah, and I can really like fall for a guy that has that kind of like. I I charisma. understand that. Yeah, you lock eyes, mm-hmm. and it's like you're the only girl in the room. Yeah, and when yeah. he's like, when he's all about you, it's like a drug. And I I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I love that. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything that we, like, didn't cover in this episode. I do think there was, like, a really cinematic moment at the end of last week's episode where Sandoval was, like, brooding in the alley and smoking that took me back to, like, yes, to the vintage days. VPR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the alley is like where, where everything went down. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful place. Yeah, there we need more alleys in the mix. Yeah. Uh, I want to come to LA next month and we should go to Sir or to Pump or to TomTom. Let's go to TomTom. Okay. I'm always game for yeah. a TomTom moment. I look forward to – have you been to TomTom yet? I've been to TomTom a couple times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, good. One time so you know the, me you and know Jax were there. And one time, I think I only saw Brittany and Jax there, one of the times that I went. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to Tom Tom, and I think it'll be a really good, I feel like we could see some people, we could rub elbows with a very particular set of people. Known I, mean, as the I, would, of I mean, I would love, I would love that. I'm always yeah. up for that, you know? I love it. Yeah. Have some cauliflower buffalo wings and live our best lives oh yes well i can't wait that's gonna happen next month i'm gonna let you know okay yeah keep me posted um thank you so much for being on the pod and oh my God, just this like was so fun. i love a trip down memory lane i know the good old days yeah i know and i'm always up for it so please have me back I love this. Okay, yeah, I would love that. Um, tell everyone where they can find you if you desire uh, oh, to be found. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter as well as on Instagram uh, at Fry Nomi Fry, although I spell Nomi N A O M I. So, uh, you know, Fry Nomi Fry, and uh, I also write for the New Yorker. That's <laughs> where you could read my <laughs> my less my less brain damaged musings. <laughs> As James like, Kennedy was, himself was, foretold. Was it, yeah, was it was it the lame duck period when Obama was on his way out in like 2013? The fear <laughs> the level of reporting you will get from me on the New Yorker. Yeah, that coursed through my veins when I was like, I don't exactly know what she's referring to, but I feel like I really, really should. And I'm going to have to like cover for this snafu in my own part. It was like, there was such an emotional um, arc that I absolutely is like, yeah, of course, like Trump came into power in like 2012. No, and now everything I want to make is, like a graph of like everything that happened in Vanderpump Rules and during you know what each that's such a good idea. That's such yeah. a good idea. 
we should think about it is like that. during the trump years when it got to be like a very insufferable show and now it's a very different type of show yes obama era vpr was where it was at that's true oh well uh new revelations unfold every day <laughs> thank you again thank you so and much for having me lara until next yeah, time of course okay love and light bye, bye. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you, like I'm feeling you.